everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with a news bonus, police reform news out of Seattle, Washington, and their consent decree. Now, listeners to Criminal Injustice are no stranger to the term consent decree. Uh, for police reform purposes, the consent decree is an agreement uh, between the U.S. Department of Justice under its authority in the United States Code to uh, address patterns or practice uh, of unlawful and unconstitutional police conduct and a city and a city's police department, uh, an agreement to reform those practices within the police department. This kind of thing usually takes the form of a written agreement, and then the agreement is brought before a federal court, and the court decides to accept it, and thus you have a consent agreement under which the city generally gets five years to make reforms at multiple levels, search and seizure tactics, use of force, police training, handling of citizen complaints, and the disciplinary process are common uh, targets of change and reform under consent decrees. Now, uh, multiple years ago, more than five years ago, and I pick five for a reason because consent decrees usually only last five years, uh, the Seattle police uh, uh, agreed to a consent decree. Uh, The U.S. attorney, the Justice Department's lead actor in Seattle at the time, was a woman named Jenny Durkin, and this is significant, Uh, and she steered that consent decree through the process. It was agreed to by the city of Seattle, and so 2012, the reform process begins. It's under a federal judge's oversight, and then there is a federal monitor that watches how the police department complies. Well, by all accounts, they have done pretty well. And at the five-year point, the judge said, okay, you guys have done well. Um, What we're going to do is watch you for two more years, and assuming you stay in compliance, I will release the city from all federal oversight. Well, here we are, and things seem to have hit a snag. And this is interesting because, as listeners know, under the Trump administration, the U.S. Department of Justice has basically sworn off doing this altogether. Uh, they have statutory jurisdiction and authority to go into police departments and hold these and do these investigations and hold police departments accountable and go to federal court. But under the first attorney general in the Trump administration, Jeff Sessions, he was quite clear, no more of this. And apparently, Attorney General Barr doesn't have any more appetite for it than Sessions did, because we see no other movement on it uh, than we saw before. So we're not going to see any new ones like this uh, while President Trump remains in office. Uh, But here's one from prior regimes, and you can see the power of this in what just happened. Uh, On Wednesday, May 15th, Judge James Robart, who has been overseeing the consent decree uh, and compliance with it since the beginning, uh, came out and said from the bench that he's got an issue with the way things are going under that consent decree. So remember, we're in the sort of uh, quiet waiting period, uh, and the judge isn't very happy. Judge Robart said that he has seen enough uh, 
in terms of the officer disciplinary process to cause him to find the city out of compliance with the consent decree. What was it exactly? Uh, Well, the judge's ruling um, uh, does seem to focus on one particular case uh, as an example, he says, of how things uh, are not really where he wants them to be. Uh, He says that the city negotiated an agreement with its police officers union, known as the Seattle Police Officers Guild, SPOG. That agreement was hailed as a big step in getting the police uh, on the right track. Well, there are things about it that the judge simply won't have. Uh, It allows for a closed-door disciplinary appeal process for officers who have been fired or disciplined. And the judge seemed to take special exception uh, to the fact that in a case uh, of not very long ago in which an officer was fired when a dash cam caught him punching a cuffed prisoner, uh, causing the woman some injury uh, in a particularly difficult situation, that officer uh, was allowed back on the job. Um, The judge simply finds the disciplinary procedures in Seattle to be completely inadequate. This is going to upset things in a big way. That same United States attorney who helped to negotiate the terms of the consent decree, get it in front of the judge, get it okayed, Jenny Durkin, well, she's now the mayor of Seattle. Uh, And she can't be happy with this outcome. Uh, And so we're going to watch this one closely uh, as we watch others develop, too. There is a live one in Cleveland. There's one, of course, in Baltimore. There's a very different kind of one in Chicago because the federal government under Jeff Sessions, the Justice Department, uh, when he was attorney general, simply refused to go forward with the one in Chicago. So they've done it under their state attorney general's uh, office. Uh, We're going to watch the one in Seattle because this one has the potential to uh, really explore the reach of police union power because the unions, according to the judge, uh, have caused no end of problems uh, with this by setting up these disciplinary proceedings and acting the way they have. In fact, it's possible to read this set of news stories, and I, I probably should just defer to anyone out there in Seattle because I'm not on the ground. I don't have all the immediate facts, but it is possible to read the news stories as the judge just saying, I've had it with the way this union has constantly been defiant, constantly criticized the consent decree. Uh, I'm not putting up with it anymore. So maybe anybody who's out there in Seattle, if you've got tips for us, if you've got ideas for us, uh, go to our webpage, criminalinjusticepodcast.com. Write us a note about it on the tab that says Ask Dave. Or you can call in information to us or questions to us. You can do that on our Ask Dave line. That number is 412-407-3389. Leave us your first name, where you're calling from, and a brief question or statement. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. This is an interesting story, and we'll be following. That is Criminal Injustice, and I am David Harris. Uh, Follow us on social media. We drop a new full interview episode every other Tuesday for you to hear from the people who are doing the most interesting things in the criminal justice space. Uh, And you can also go to our website for all of our features. I will be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Interviews are recorded at the studios of WESA in Pittsburgh. 
For more information, links, and past episodes, visit criminalinjusticepodcast.com. 